Bookrumps podcast with Jay Preston and Krista McQueen, authors and friends who like to talk about books and writing. All right. This never gets old, does it, Kristen? It does not. It, it sounds amazing. I know. I'm so freaking proud of it. Anyway, uh, welcome to the third episode of Bookrumps podcast. Today, we've got an awesome guest with us. Uh, Amory, but most of all, we've got ourselves, me, Jay Preston, and Kristen. Say hi, Kristen. Hi, guys. Today, we will be talking about launch strategy. Once, you know, that book, that manuscript is ready, how do we get the word out? And generally, just shoot shit as per usual, so expect the usual ramblings. But before we do all that, let's say hello to our special guest. Amory, or Ashley Marie likes to paint her characters' voices onto the blank canvas of a page using her own blend of quick wit and playfulness. She strives to bring readers in entertaining yet powerful stories they'll fall for time and time again. Born and raised in Washington State, she now resides in upstate New York with her husband and three kids. So you're not too far from me. Where are you? I am outside of Philadelphia. Okay, nope, not too far. No. So, you have four books out. Say, as of yesterday, yes, four. So your new book is Let the Light Shine Through, and I absolutely love the cover. It is gorgeous. Thank you so much. So tell us about your new book. Um, yeah, so this book, um, it was my longest book to write. <laughs> and um, it is very emotional. It's a mature new adult romance. And my books I consider to be a dramedy I guess. Um, they're full of drama and heartfelt issues, but then there's also a lot of laughs involved as well. We like that. Yeah. <laughs> so do I, because I, I think that that's real life. <laughs> um, Definitely. Yeah. So um, it's this one in particular. Um, it's a complete standalone. My other three books are part of a series, and uh, it is about loss and how to deal with that how different people um take their own journey dealing with loss and kind of finding love in the middle of that and then kind of finding their own way to heal as well well that sounds really awesome i love that yeah thank you i'm really proud of it i'm very excited for um to have it out in the world and let everybody read it that's amazing congrats again now, let's get on with some icebreaker questions. Sure. Um, well, we know what genre you write in, especially the last book. I suppose that was a dramedy. Are your other books dramedy as well? I would consider them dramedies. Yeah, they're, um, so far all four have been new adults. Um, steamy new adults. <laughs> <laughs> I, like, I do like a good slow burn. So I think um, three out of the four of them are slow burns. I think the fourth one, people were surprised like this one wasn't a slow burn. <laughs> I can write other, um, you know, books besides slow burns. I just really prefer them. <laughs> I, I do the same thing. I've, most of my books are slow burn. And then the last one I wrote it's like it started with a failed night one night stand so basically halfway oh. through the act <laughs> yeah and then from from chapter nine it was just on it like bunnies <laughs> there's nothing wrong with that <laughs> that's also real life right I mean there's all different ways that you know you can approach what actually happens in real life um yeah so then the other three books um is my Creekwood series 
and that follows uh, three best friends that live in an apartment complex, uh, three biker boys. And so, um, yeah, I would consider all of my books so far. I will say so far because I do not want to put myself in a corner. Um, all, all four of my books so far have been dramedies. That's awesome. Um, and is that what you like to read or what do you like to read? Um, it kind of depends. I love to read almost all romance. Um, while I'm actively writing, I try to branch out more toward fantasy just mm -hmm. to kind of keep my head clear. Um, you know, when you're writing a romance and then reading a romance, it gets kind of congested in there. Yeah. So I just, I, I really like to, even if it's fantasy with romance, that's fine. I just need something that's not, you know, my world, you know? Agreed. Agreed. I feel like I compartmentalize 100%. Yeah? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I can, but then again, we've talked about this before on here. I write multiple books at one time. That's so, right. And in multiple series. So I have to compartmentalize because I have to pull myself away from whatever other series I'm working on. Yeah. Yeah, that's wild. You are the queen of compartmentalizing. Ah, blah. I, <laughs> you are the queen of that thing. I'm a queen of all things. <laughs> it's in the name, right? It is. <laughs> it's a requirement. <laughs> um, so Ashley, tell us, who is your absolute favorite boyfriend slash girlfriend we don't we don't discriminate here oh my gosh <laughs> this is you guys this is not an icebreaker this is like hitting me where it hurts <laughs> this is like reaching into my soul <laughs> so i mean am, am i oh am i allowed to pick my own characters or no well that was you can do we normally have those as two separate questions okay, but you okay. you can do yeah um, I was just trying to keep it fair because <laughs> I feel like it's, it's it's a little bit easier to pick between my own characters because they're mine and they'll forgive me. <laughs> then, well, it's not that. Maybe just think about the book boyfriend that you always come back to and you think to yourself, ah, oh, he was hot. Oh, man. You know what's funny? And especially recently, for some reason, I've been thinking about him and this might be an, a weird one, but um, I'm blanking. Uh, it's on the island. What is Tracy... Jarvis Graves is that her name maybe um she on 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 the island um TJ I adore that man I just think he he had such a great character arc and such growth and um I always come back to that guy I really do I, I don't know if that's a typical romance and it's kind of an older book but that's that's the one I'm gonna stick with <laughs> <laughs> I like that. I like that. Um, and tell us, how long have you been writing? Um, I started writing in 2019 and I published uh, 2020. And do you write in first point of view or third point of view? Um, first point of view. And then um, all my books so far have been dual point of view as well. I, I tend to be really nosy, so I want what every single character uh, thinks about. <laughs> like, I want to know everything. I love the male point of view, and I think it's the easiest for me to write in, so... That's um, what we said. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think I have a very masculine inner voice, um, just like as it is, just how I am as exactly. a person. So when I get the male point of view, the fingers just fly. My husband likes to say that it's like being married to a bro, because I grew up with all boys, and I'm like... Oh, really? Yeah, so I'm like, you want to go build something? And he's like, no, I, I don't. I do all the DIY in my house. Yeah. Oh, not me. <laughs> so for 
me. I said uh, inner voice is masculine. <laughs> <laughs> My last book, um, Let the Light Shine Through, most of it is from the male point of view. I love that. Ultimately, I want to write a book just from the male point of view and see how that's going to go. I think it'd be hard to write a, a book for me with one point of view, because like you said, I'm nosy. I want to know what every single character's thinking. And I even throw inside character point of views every once in a while. And I know some people hate that and I love it. But sometimes you need them. Do you mind if I ask you when you do that, is that because you are setting it up to give that person their own book or just because it just fits that book? Um, a little bit of both. I cannot write a standalone. So literally, um, I have a ser- I have a rom-com series that are, you know, coming out now. The first book mm-hmm. is already out. The second book will be out by the time this episode airs. And the third book comes out in March. And I had a side character that had literally one scene. He meets one of my main characters for a blind date. And in like five pages, I became obsessed with this character to the point that he got his own book. And like my beta readers were like, are you for real? And I'm like, yes. (laughs) And they're like, but he's like barely even connected. And I'm like, I don't care. He not his own book. That's hilarious. I love that. I love that. I try to sprinkle if I, even like if I have a standalone, if I have someone that I might write like another separate, it won't be part of the series, but like, you Mm -hmm. know, the person had a cameo in it. Exactly. Um, and then they'll get their own book. I always try to leave little breadcrumbs. Do you try to do that as well? I do. And I actually interconnect my series a lot because oh, you get better read through. Um, and the readers get really excited. So this series was the first time I did that. And the readers are loving because they were like, oh, I need these characters books. And I'm yes. like, well, let me point you in the right direction of that eight book series. So it's uh-huh. turning out great. That's awesome. It's the ultimate goal, isn't it? To just have people want to read all your books. Um, last but not least, and that one's probably um a hard one. What don't you like about being an author? Oh, um, basically almost every single thing besides writing. <laughs> Where do I start? <laughs> yeah. So, um, no, it really just is. I think most people would say the marketing part is very difficult. Um. I'm not a salesperson in the least, uh, so it's it's difficult, that part. That's exactly what we said. <laughs> I agree. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, from writing the blurb to, you know, basically everything after you hit that the ends, I feel like that's hard. Also, depending on other people, when, when it, um, like, you know, I don't do my cover, I don't do my formatting, you know, I need editor, proofreader, so... The hiring out and then trusting other people is also very difficult, especially when you uh, depend on yourself basically for everything. <laughs> so, yeah, basically everything after I hit the end is the hard part. Writing is the easy, easy part. Hard to mm-hmm. I mean, definitely there's some books that are easier than others, you know, but um, for sure. Yeah. Everything after the end is hard <laughs> for me. So tagging onto that topic, um. Do you have a launch strategy when you're writing a book? Do you have something that you just follow? Like, when do you reveal your covers? When do you start talking about the book that you're that you've, you're planning to publish? Yeah, so, I mean, as I like to do a lot of research. I try to do um, at least one webinar a week um, for mm. this entire career, right? There's a lot that goes into it. And I don't think I even realized that before I started. 
And so there's just, uh-huh. you know, even like to build my own website, you know, I didn't know how to do that. So I had to figure it out and thank God for YouTube and people that just upload videos about everything Definitely. on there because they are lifesavers. Um, webinars as well. And one thing that I came across was, um, and I hope I don't butcher her name, Alessandra Tori. I believe that's Tori. Okay. Um, I see. I thought I was going to butcher her first name, but it was her last name. I had to look out. <laughs> I think more. it's. <laughs> I think it's Toria. I might be wrong. I might be a hundred percent wrong. I know it's Alessandra. Okay. Well, she has a wealth of information for new authors and just authors in general. She has, um, I think, one or two websites. She has an entire mm-hmm. Facebook group. She does uh, Inkers Con, I think, is what it's called, um, a convention. And so I came across her website, and she kind of had this whole like um, schedule for debut authors of what, like, when they need to have their cover done by when they need to, you know, uh, reveal their cover. And I just kind of like studied that over and over and over again and tried to follow that. And so even four books in, I still, for the most part, um, follow that schedule. And she, she, yeah, I can't believe that she puts all that stuff out and most of it is free. She's amazing. Like I have to be honest, I haven't seen it and I love seeing everybody else's schedules. Yeah, yeah. And I mean, I know that she used the the words debut author, but like I said, I'm four books in and I'm still using it almost to a T. Um, and I feel like it was such good information. I always kind of, anyone that kind of asks where to start, I point towards her. That's awesome. Can you tell us where to find it? It's on her website. And I, uh, if you just search her name and then go to like her website, a thing will pop up and say like, are you an author or a reader? And if you click author, it will take you to the author website. And it's just full. I mean, it tells you how to, you know, add uh, pictures to your Goodreads reviews. You know what I mean? Like she has so much information on there. I always, always, always point authors toward her. Do you know who else has a lot of information? Who? Samantha A. Cole. And she's amazing. She is an amazing author. I'm just going to throw in another person into that ring. Um, it's Rachel Hamilton. She's got a group called Six Figure Authors and there's so much information in there and just so much good advice. Definitely worth checking out. That's awesome. That's awesome. I love the people that, you know, want to help others. That's amazing. Um, so you use Alessandra Torres' uh, strategy, basically, on when to launch your cover, when to put your pre-orders on. Uh, when to start talking about the book is there anything else you do like do you do any takeovers in groups um takeovers in groups I think that that was something I kind of started when I was first uh releasing books uh I'm not really a huge go-getter for that now if other authors reach out and ask me to do one for their release I'm happy to for my own release um I have not set that up and done one what do you guys think of those? <clears throat> <laughs> if you don't mind sharing. <laughs> I have a love-hate relationship exactly. with it because in the beginning, you feel like you have to do it because you're trying to get your name out there. It, it, it's got a good name, doesn't it? Take over because it takes over your life. But then at the same time, like when you're new, it's beneficial because you're getting your name out there, but you don't For have sure. enough books 
to actually hook that reader and make them remember you. Because let's be honest, your first book probably isn't going to be this like amazing book that they're going to keep coming back to. Yes. And they're going to forget about you in a matter of a month. So I feel like a lot of new authors are pushed to do these and they might be a little bit beneficial, but I don't feel like they're a make or break deal. No, I think I, I, I'll be honest with you. If you don't have um, if you don't have a book out, if you've never had a book out and it's your first book, it's a great way of putting your name out there, getting people to, you know, to enter giveaways for an ARC and maybe possibly re- leave a review afterwards. But the more the more time you spend writing books, the more books you get you have out, the more books you you know you start putting out there, the less important the takeovers are. And as much as like you want to yeah. do them, you just don't have the time because with putting out books and writing them and marketing marketing, trying to do adverts, trying to do all of that, you just don't have the time for it. Um so yeah. no. rather than doing takeovers, I tend to just say, Hey, can I just pop into your group and then just do a giveaway? Like as a one-off rather yeah. than, because I do love giving my books out. Like I, I, I don't mm-hmm. want to lose that kind of a rapport with, with the readers saying, Hey, you know, I've had a book out or I maybe have had a book out like months ago, but I still want to, you know, share about it or talk to you about it, but I don't have the time to schedule 20 different posts. So I'm just going to give you my book out if you, if you comment below. Yeah. The takeovers, I think it's a strategy as well. I think that um, you really man, it's so tough. Like everything else, it kind of, you have to kind of try to get, if you can get into like a big group that is very active, I think that's beneficial and go for it. Oh, you see, I feel the opposite. That's always the case. Really? When I first started, I did, uh, I did a few takeovers and I did one in a huge group that had like some, something close to 20,000 people in there. And I had maybe like three comments on each of my posts, three comments, right? Yeah. That's, yeah, that was my second part. If if it's active, no, they are active. They've got like t- t- they've got it's the proper market. Like they they've got takeovers every day. It's a specific group. And then I had one in a group that had about hundred and twenty people because one of my friends was like, "Oh, do you want to just come on come onto my 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 group and and just talk about your book?" So I was like, "Oh yeah, let's do a takeover." And I had at least twenty people just buy my book of that. Yeah. Do you want to know why? Why? They're the loyal ones. No, it's not even that. It's that the groups that have 20,000 members in it, there's so many posts in a given day that people turn off their notifications. So it's only if you're popping up in their newsfeed, because let's be honest, there's probably 20, 30 posts a day and they don't want to get that many messages. Where if you're in a group that has three, 400, there's probably only one or two posts a day. Um. Even like Adriana Lockie, I'm in hers and I have the notifications turned on for everything. And I think she has about 10 or 12,000 members and there's still only about five posts a day. That's how we met, wasn't it? We actually met on that group. Did we? Or did we meet in? No, yeah, because I, I, I posted that I'm looking for a friend. And you were like, I'll be your friend. Oh, that's nice. Yeah, I'll be your friend. I was like, Kristen, come here. Be my friend. Love me. <laughs> I think that's my hardest thing though is like I feel like Ashley and I became friends because I was helping you with something in the beginning too maybe I'm always a, in need of help <laughs> maybe a swap or something but I yeah. found that I have a very hard time maintaining relationships with other authors because I'm like when I actually have time to 
sit down and write or sit down and work on stuff between work and kids and everything else. I'm like, yeah, I don't have time to foster tons of relationships. Yeah. I will focus on like one or two I and am then I'll exactly forget about the same. else. And I'm that awful friend that just like walks away. And I don't mean to. I think it also has to do when you're just getting older and more responsibilities. Yeah. I think also you have, I mean, not only do you have your notifications going off all the time, my husband actually makes me turn off my notifications for Facebook Messenger because he's like, your phone has gone off 15 times in the last 10 minutes. And I'm like, sorry, but Jill wants to talk to me. (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) So like he actually makes me pull away. And so I'm really bad. I'm kind of like, unless you talk to me about my books, you kind of get pushed to the back because, (laughs) you know, that's what's taking up my mind. I don't know, but we we don't talk about your books all the time or my books all the time. We talk about everything. I know. It's because you message me too. <laughs> like yeah. if you didn't met if you didn't initiate, I probably wouldn't respond. Yeah. <laughs> I am I am the same. Like if you didn't initiate most of the sorry, we we're getting, we're getting off topic here. But yeah, we're all very good friend we're all very good friends. <laughs> please please don't Stop liking us. Yeah, hey, I think that um, you know, in this uh environment that we've had here in the romance community, especially recently, I'm happy to see uh, an authentic, nice relationship between two authors. That makes me happy. Yeah. You know what I love too? Me. Is I think a lot of I do love <laughs> Joe. <laughs> I, think, I think a lot of authors have like this competition mindset where they're mm-hmm. like, you know, if you start publishing at the same time as someone else and you write in similar genres and then one of you become more popular and you make more in royalties and everything like that, I think a lot of people get really offended and it's like, you know, yeah, I do things differently. I do not follow what anyone tells me to do because I'm that stubborn author that's like, well, I'm that stubborn person in general. It's like, if you tell me I have to follow this release, I'm not going to. Yeah. And I kind of have made a career out of doing all the things that people say do not do, like writing multiple books at one time. Doing different genre under under one pen name. Yes. I do not stay in my lane. I am like, my lane is an 18 lane highway and I'm cool with that. And so I think a lot of people have this need to compare themselves to other people. And I mean, that's very much just human nature. But I think it's, you need to step back and be like, okay, this person's written longer than me, or this person works their ass off to get Mm -hmm. where they are, or this person goes out and messages 500 groups every release to see if they can post in there. And I think you really have to step back and you also need to realize that not every marketing strategy works for every author. And I think that's the hardest part about it is that you don't know what's going to work or what's not going to work. And I mean, even as far as releasing a book, you don't know how your book's going to do. Exactly. Like you could write a book that you're like, this is going to be a bestseller in my standards of, you know, my publishing world, not the entire world. (laughs) And it could completely flop. And what you think is a masterpiece, people might be like, oh, it's not for me. And that's it. Yeah, And also, I think that a lot of people put so much pressure mm-hmm. on release day. And I think that that is um, setting you up for, for failure, really, because that's the same thing with me is this book that I just released uh, yesterday, Let the Light Shine Through. Um, the whole time I was writing it, I was like, this feels different to me. 
the whole time I was editing it, I was like, this feels different to me. Like, so, mm-hmm. this is... This is the shit. <laughs> <laughs> I, I wouldn't say, like, the one that's going to make me famous or anything, but I definitely think that, like, this is the one that readers are going to be like, yeah, how they discover me, I guess. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And it just, it felt very different to me. And the release day was less than lackluster. And I just had to, you know, all day yesterday, I had to just keep reminding myself, this day doesn't mean much, you know, it will have its own life, it's going to grow its legs, and it will be different, even if today wasn't. And that's 100% okay. Release day gets so much pressure. I mean, unless you're that one click author that people are like, staying up till midnight to get your book, and then starting it because they are like, yeah, yeah, and that, and I don't think they, I mean, I would love to be there, but I don't think, you know, you get there for a while. Um, so yeah, unless you're that one-click author for thousands of people that are willing to stay up till midnight and then start reading immediately, yeah, I, I agree. I don't think you're going to start getting page reads for at least a couple days, for sure. Mm-hmm. I know, um, I believe it was Samantha A. Cole had made a comment in Alessandra's group about that you don't really know if you're going to make it as an author until you have books six to 10 out. Like that's kind of the period that you figured out. And Mm -hmm. I think that was almost spot on for me. And yeah. And I mean, it's also you making it as an author is what you consider making it. I mean, I've seen on, I've seen online where it says the average self-published book sells 250 copies in its lifetime. So my book that released at the beginning of the month, when I checked it like a week ago, I had already sold like 180 copies. So I'm like, in my head, I've made it because I am above the average self-published author. And if that's all I ever am, I'm cool with that. Like, I'm still going to do it. But it all depends on how you look at it. Because some people are like, oh, well, I haven't made it until I made $10,000 a month. And I'm like, you might never get that. I think for me, you make it so because we we both have um, day jobs. Ashley, do you have a day job apart from writing, or is writing your main day job? Well, I have three children, so that is what I consider my main priority. That is a day job. And that's a day and night job. Um, so writing um, is like my only. I do have a bookmark company um, that has taken a back seat since I started writing just because these characters are so demanding. <laughs> um, but so, but that one is kind of like just more of a side hustle at this point. So yeah, writing is, I guess, my main focus um, aside from being mom. Yeah. So for like, I'm not, I'm not going to lie to you. I think a lot of people underestimate it, but being a mom is a full-time job. Um, and if you're a stay-at-home mom, I consider that a full-time job except you're not getting paid. Um, well, you are getting paid in kisses and smiles. Yeah, I guess so. And they are, and I have um, a teenager and a preteen. So those smiles are hard earned. Let me tell you. <laughs> Joe hasn't gotten to that point yet. Yeah. I've got a toddler who's like three years old acting like he's a 17 year old, but we digress. Um, so I've got a full-time job. Kristen's got a part-time job. And in my head, I have made it if I, basically can quit my job so if I can clothe my children have food on a table that's it that's it you've made it 
I think honestly, even at this point in my career, I feel like even if you just keep going, you've made it to be honest, because every single release, it never fails. Like the exactly. It, I'm, like, I'm never doing this again. Oh my God. Yes. <laughs> and I am ready to full on quit. I'm like, this is not for me. And then release day comes and all the emotions come out. And then the next day I'm like, let's write. I just want to write. And I get right back to it. And it usually takes about halfway through the book for me to be like, I don't want to do it. Oh yeah. I got, I got to put no, no, for me, I'm like, yeah, okay. I, I can publish this. I'll do it. Let's do it. You know, let's get this out there because I'm not sitting here writing a story that's just for me at that point. I'm like, you know, this might help someone else too, because you know, even though mine does have a lot of humor in it, it deals with real life, heavy stuff. Um, and I want to share it with whoever might need it. And so I think honestly, if you just keep going and you just keep, you know, getting through all the hurdles that we face. And I don't think people realize um, how much we go through to get these books out into the world. I, I honestly think if you're just still releasing and publishing your work after however many, you just keep going, good for you. I think you've made it just from that. Um. So. Ashley, can you tell us what camp are you? Are you camp plot or camp pants? I am, you know what? I'm going to use a funny word here and I'm hoping that I use it um, appropriately because I saw it once and I, never, no, and I never really got the full uh, scope of what it means, but I've kind of made it my own now. I am what I call a panty liner. <laughs> 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 I saw it once used in this way and I just took it as my own and have used it ever since. I do both. Um, I start out with a, a rough kind of outline where I'll have maybe like the biggest scenes that I see in my head, you know, some of the uh, larger, more emotional ones. And then I'll have a couple little funny ones, you know, those sweet, tender moments uh, in between. And I just kind of do a brain dump onto an open document and then um, once I'm starting to get ready to kind of write it, um, I will kind of organize it. Well, I'll organize it all and be like, well, obviously, you know, they're not going to kiss before they've met. So I got to rearrange everything, you know, to where it makes sense. And then I kind of will put like chapter one, maybe here, maybe like epilogue here. But otherwise, I don't number anything on that outline. And then I just kind of go. And um, if stuff gets moved around the whole time, stuff gets moved around and things change, things get deleted. So I definitely start with a plan and then I kind of let the characters lead. At any point in time, I can take back over and tell the characters like, no, we're not going there or, okay, we got to take it back and go another way. But they mostly uh, have the control. But so I do start with a little bit of a plot. I mean, I'm impressed that hmm. you can tell your characters no because I don't. Exactly. I'm just like, apparently <laughs> that's where them. we're going. <laughs> Not all of them, for sure. Some of them are louder and stronger than others. I had my last book um, before this one, Blind Spot. I had a stubborn male and he took the longest to come out and tell me about himself. And then uh, I wrote his book, 120,000 Words. And then halfway through editing, um, which editing I take a very long time to edit because I rewrite the entire book. So it actually takes me um, a month and a half to two months to edit my own self edits because I'm rewriting it in just a much quicker time frame. And um, halfway through editing, he was like, yeah, so I'm going to take you a different way. And I was like, what? <laughs> and he was finally like, yeah, I'm ready to talk to you. And I was like, 
man, I wrote your whole book and now you want to come out? So sometimes some characters are, you know, better than others for sure. That's that's awesome. Like I, I cannot tell my characters to do anything. They just they just laugh at me. <laughs> they just laugh at me straight away. So you guys are all by the seat of your oh, pants yeah. then? No panty no panty yeah. liners over here. Although I really <laughs> no panty liners. I really want to start plotting because I do think it makes you write a little bit faster. But like I said, I, I try and outline yeah. what I have. So when I sit down to write a next chapter or next scene, I try and put down okay, maybe this should happen, this should happen. And then by the end of that chapter, all of those points still haven't happened. <laughs> so yeah. it's like, you know, yep. what's the point? Mm-hmm. I wrote a novella recently and I saw Kay Webster talk about this. She also has some good information too sometimes for authors, um, if anyone wants to check her out. Um, but she said that she writes a lot of novellas and she was saying that she doesn't plot her books and I don't want to misquote her, but I, I believe she said she doesn't really plot her books too much except for novellas because they're so short. She wants to make sure that she gets where she needs to go in the time frame that she's giving herself. And so when I wrote my novella, I did try to plot a little bit more, um, kind of taking that advice and yeah, same thing happened. <laughs> same thing happened. The characters kind of took over. So you know, it's whatever works for you. And I think that a lot of people see what other people do, what authors do, what other writers do. And they think, okay, I need to do that. And that's not how it works. Everybody has their own way and every book is going to be different. Some people can plot one whole book, but can't with the next one. I think that's where a lot of people get into trouble is they just think that there's a way that they should be doing something. And I don't think that works for everyone. We all have our own way every single time you know so I think I have kind of mixed it up recently and I've found that for certain subgenres, I loosely plot kind of like how you were saying like I just have like key ideas of like things I want to happen and we kind of talked about this I think in the last podcast about how writing is like being a parent and everyone's going to tell you how to do it and there's a million ways to do it you don't need to do any of what anyone tells you And so it's kind of interesting because you can, you know, just go off on your own and do whatever you want. So like I had one bigger name author tell me that if you are a pantser, you will not be a successful author because you're never going to finish the book. And that's the other reason that they tell you not to write multiple books at one time. But I found that writing multiple books at one time, I can actually write faster because when I get to that point in a book where I don't know where the story is going because I'm a pantser, I jump to a new book and I work on that book until I get to that point. And then I go back to my books. And I mean, I have a very strict release schedule. I have very, I'm very disciplined with it all. So for me, I'm like, okay, well now I actually have to go back to this book because I only have six months until it comes out. And And your brain will work like that. You'll be able to jump right in and finish it. I'll just kind of make myself think about the book more. Um, And I have specific Mm -hmm. people I talk to that are, you know, I don't even know what I would do without them. And like, they'll talk on the phone with me for like three hours about one book, just trying to figure out where I need to go and what I need to do next. So it's great. But I found that my rom-coms, I do not plot. My contemporary romance, I do not plot. Um, My Ya and Na books, I don't plot. It comes down to when I started writing darker romances and police romances. With suspense. Yes, you have to plot because 
especially right now, I just, I'm doing a suspenseful police series and I wrote the first book and the second book takes place at the same time. So you have to plot them because you have to make sure that all of the details match up perfectly. And it's a little bit killing me because I don't like to do that, (laughs) but I have no choice because you know, the readers are going to pick up on those little things that you're not going to pick up on. Exactly. So I've kind of now learned to do both and I don't know, it's not awful, but I'm used to having one specific um, scene in my head and that's the first scene I write and that's all I know that's going to happen in the book. And I just kind of let it go from there. So for me, it's very weird to have any sort of plotting because that's how I write. I just have that one scene and it all kind of just snowballs. And what what one scene is that? Is it, is it like the way that they meet or the way they fall in love or does it just, is it it's just, just any like scene? The first it's the first scene, scene of the book, yeah, like the, the, chap- the first chapter. Yeah. The first sentence makes it or breaks it for me. Mm-hmm. Mm. So I just mm-hmm. kind of snowball off of that and it's worked out for me so far. <laughs> I think on that note, we will have to finish this episode as we are running out of time. Ashley, thank you so much again for joining us today. Well, thank you guys so much for having me. It was really fun. It was great having you and your input was fantastic. So thanks again. It was. Um, Thank you guys for listening to us. Most of all, thank you for um, to our sponsors who are still non-existent, unfortunately. But you know, if you if you fancy sponsoring a little podcast about books and writing, you know where to hit us up at bookrumpspodcast at gmail.com. You can also find us on Instagram at bookrumps is our handle where we have a handy little tappling thingy in the bio where you can find myself and Kristen if you want to reach to us directly. We hope you have enjoyed this episode. We sure had fun recording it. Um, not so much fun editing it, but um, yeah, don't forget to hit that subscribe or like button, whatever follow button uh, we have on podcasts because we're super new, so we don't know. Um, But yeah, if you do like it, make sure to follow us and come back next week where we will be talking with a fellow author, Ellen Mountford, all about sex scenes. Um, So be sure to tune in. And for now, we bid you adieu. Thank you. See ya.